Welcome in everyone to the 42nd episode of the Deep Dive Dynasty podcast. We are your hosts, Colin and Toby. Toby, how's your week been? Week's been fantastic. I'm ready to talk about some guys who throw some footballs. As always, follow us on Twitter at Deep Dive Dynasty to keep up with everything we've been up to lately. Before we really dive into these rookies, I first want to talk to you about, obviously it has huge dynasty implications, what did you think about the Goff first Stafford trade? I think if I'm Goff, I'm a little bit upset that I am viewed as a Stafford equals Goff plus two first rounders and a third, Uh huh. but dynasty fallout, I'm very interested in Goff. I actually am too. I was surprised to see how negative the reaction was. I was surprised too, because I get that going to the Lions isn't a great place to be going to. You know, they're not some amazing aerial attack, mm-hmm. but there are some good options. I think having DeAndre Swift going into his second year is going to be fantastic. And I mean, the Lions have early picks. I know they're not going to have Kenny G, probably. Don't forget about Hawkinson, who I'm very excited about with Goff. TJ Hawk, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit bullish on him in terms of trade targets. He's a guy that I like right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. I just think people are undervaluing that he is locked in, almost guaranteed as a starter for two seasons. He is playing with a much worse defense, which really helps because he will need to air the ball a lot more. Throwing a lot. And then conversely with Stafford, I do think he moves into the situation with better weapons. I like it for both Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, Mm -hmm. as well as the tight ends there. Either one, but especially Higby, could potentially feast with Stafford throwing the ball. I really like it. And both sides of this trade have a rookie that I'm pretty happy with. Cam Akers, I think the offense will be great, and it really benefits him. And on the other side, I was a bit nervous for Swift and for Hawkinson and the weapons around the Lions that they were clearly moving on from Stafford. And in the short term, I think Goff could be potentially the best case scenario. They could have easily traded Stafford away to a team and been playing with a random guy they pick up like Tyrod Taylor or some rookie you're not confident mm -hmm. in. I don't think Goff is a bad situation at all. He will check down to those couple of studs that we know are there. Right now, their wide receiver one would be Cephas. (laughs) I really don't expect that'll be the case (laughs) for the start of the season, but he's also a guy that we talked about a lot, and, and I like his upside. Currently, he could be a number two or three wide receiver who's on the field all the time. It does. Definitely, there are some interests to be had on both of these teams. Okay, now let's get into the rookies of this episode. We are talking about quarterbacks, and we reached out to you guys on Twitter and Reddit, and the largest response that I saw was to talk about a couple of these guys that aren't quite at the very top, but they are just the tier below. So rather than continuing on to talk about Trevor Lawrence and the guys who we expect will be taken right with the first pick, we're instead moving a few picks down. We're going to talk about Zach Wilson and Trey Lant. Two quarterbacks that have tremendous upside. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked what I saw. And why don't we dive right into Zach Wilson. What do you think about Zach? Zach Wilson, and you might make fun of me because this seems like a very apt comparison because of his name. Zach Wilson is unrefined Russell Wilson. Okay. His decision-making and ability to run out of the pocket and still be accurate is already elite. Zach Wilson, if he is a first-round draft pick... He's running that offense week one. I'm very confident of that. Oh, I, he's, he's a first-round draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, what makes me so extremely confident is his accuracy and decision-making. His football IQ is tremendous. 
while BYU did not play some of the stiffest competition, and I recognize that, Mm -hmm. his ability to, in clutch situations, not break under pressure, I get the pressure might have been amazing, but he was going out there, he was being fantastic with his feet. When there weren't balls to be thrown, he was making a scramble. When he's scrambling, he's not just committing to the run, he's still scanning and looking downfield. And he really did remind me of like a very unrefined Russell Wilson. Obviously, you look at Russell Wilson now, he's done so many amazing things. He's won Super Bowls. You know, mm-hmm. he has Hail Marys. Zach Wilson doesn't have any of that yet. But on skills and athletic measurables alone, he is unbelievably exciting to me. I love the idea of him falling in the draft to a first-round team that still wants him as their starter. People kind of forgetting about him and getting able to take him late because... I honestly think Zach Wilson could be third off the board in terms of QBs. There's a lot of mocks that have him, the second overall pick to yeah, the Jets. Like so, I, can, so. I can see him going two. I expect he'll be in the first half of the first round. Mm-hmm. The highest point being that he's taken by the Jets, two overall. And the lowest teams that could take him would be someone like San Fran or maybe the Patriots. I think if he goes to the Patriots, I'm all over it. Really? I don't yeah. think that's the best situation. I would like it. I, I have... Higher hopes on a couple other teams, but okay, I'll get okay. into that too. Talking about your Russell Wilson pick, I do think they're slightly different players. The main things in stature, I actually yeah, sure. Zach Wilson is listed at six three. I wouldn't be surprised if he is a bit smaller than that. The second guy we're talking about is aptly a very large <laughs> quarterback for sure. But I don't think Zach Wilson is a huge prototypical quarterback that is that like six five type guy. But I don't think he's quite as small as Wilson, and he's also a bit thinner. And then the other thing that I think Russell Wilson has that Zach Wilson doesn't have is the elite rushing and scrambling game. I don't Mm -hmm. think that that is necessarily a big hole in Zach Wilson's game. He is a very solid scrambler, and I think he can pick up the yards that he needs. He's mobile enough, I think. Yeah, but when we're talking about Russell Wilson through the majority of his career, the yeah, thing fair. that put him on that other level is he was like a top three rusher of all the mm-hmm. quarterbacks in the league, really in my mind, only behind Cam Newton. Whereas Zach Wilson's more of a Tannehill type rusher. Yeah, I actually, I have it written down in my notes that he reminds me of Aaron Rodgers and that he okay, yeah. he doesn't have the designed runs. They aren't trying mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. to have these packages where they're running them in the yeah, end zone. And I'm but, not I'm not saying, you know, he's running the RPO and taking up 30 mm-hmm. yards to the house. It's simply that when the pocket's collapsing, he's fast enough to quickly sprint out right, scan the field, make a decision. Yeah, and, and it's what you see Aaron Rodgers do, and it's yeah. what he should have done at the end of his playoffs in 2020 <laughs> is usually when he has that open lane, yeah, that he'll, get, he'll get first downs. And, and that is absolutely what Zach Wilson does. In 2020, Zach Wilson played 12 games, which is great, and a lot more than the second quarterback we'll be talking about played. He... <laughs> He attempted 335 passes, of which he completed 245. So that is a completion percent of 73.1. Holy moly. And that was for 3,698 yards, 32 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. Outlandish. He also had a passer rating of 195.6, which is nuts. On the rushing side, we already talked about that he does have some ability. He rushed 70 times for 254 yards and 10 touchdowns, which is actually a higher number than I would have expected. He Mm -hmm. definitely did scramble quite a few touchdowns in. The way I view Zach Wilson is that he is the prototypical 
quarterback, and I really do think he deserves to be a top five pick in this draft. My hope is that he goes to the Atlanta Falcons. I think that is the ideal situation. And yes, it would mean he would sit a year, but that means I think he could really flourish within that system. He has incredible arm strength, and I actually really liked his throwing motion. It just looks like exactly what you are looking for. He's accurate at all levels, and I'm especially impressed when he's using that arm strength, and when he is throwing it deep, he's incredibly accurate. And he made a lot of well-timed, well-placed throws that most prospects definitely would not be able to make. We already talked about this, but in my notes I said that he's not a proficient runner, but he can move if he's needed. He's an intelligent scrambler, which is exactly what you want to see. He has great awareness within that pocket, and that's really important to have if you are mostly a stand-in-the-pocket guy. You don't want to be someone like Daniel Jones, who (laughs) isn't aware of the (laughs) oncoming pressure and therefore gives up a ton of fumbles. Here is my interesting comp, though. I comp him to daniel jones daniel jones without the turnover issues and i think everyone on the surface would go oh so you don't like him very much you need to recognize the incredible things that daniel jones can do and if he doesn't turn the ball over he's a much better quarterback. yeah if he doesn't turn the ball over he's a top 10 quarterback in the league he can scramble very well Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. He can be very accurate and has the arm strength to get the ball downfield. But what Zach Wilson does that Daniel Jones can't is he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He can feel the pressure within the pocket. And all of this leads to a lack of turnovers. And that is the complete crutch that you see with Daniel Jones. And another player I could say in the same mold is Jameis Winston. Sure. He's a player that has all the tools, but Jameis Winston and Daniel Jones just can't keep themselves from turning the ball over. If you take those things away from those two quarterbacks, they're very solid, good starters in the NFL. And that's exactly what I think Zach Wilson's going to be. I think he is an incredibly safe prospect I project will be a starting quarterback, and that is exactly what you're looking for in your rookie drafts. One thing that I would say as a negative, but it's honestly pretty small negative, because I think this is just a very solid prospect that doesn't have too many holes in his Shoulder injury? Well, that is true. Yeah, we can talk about that too. But I was just going to say from my film tape watching, I thought that he was pretty solid at progressing through his reads, and his vision is not bad at all. The one thing he did do that I saw as a potential negative in the NFL is that he really telegraphs which read he's on. And I think a really good safety in the NFL, if you were to throw him right into the NFL week one and he doesn't improve on this soon, I think really good free safeties will be able to... Ball hawk pretty quick. Yeah, ball hawk where he's telegraphing the ball's going to go. It doesn't mean that he is completely locked onto his first read the whole time, but... When he's looking from one read and then you see him go to the next, it is very obvious of like, okay, he's looking at one and now he's switching sides and it's very obvious where he is telegraphing the ball to go. So I just think with that elite competition, the corners and the safeties are likely to be able to read where he's going with his plays. And so that's something that he needs to get a little better at. That being said, I don't think it's crazy to say that he has some homes in him. The college level announcers love to talk about his ability to throw the slant arm throws and all that. And I do think he can make 
the type of incredible throws. Not, he's he's not, an athlete. Not half. quite that Mahomes can, but yeah. yeah, he is very athletic. I really like the prospect of Zach Wilson more than I thought I would. I was surprised with how intrigued I was with everything that he can do and bring to a fantasy roster. Mm-hmm. With Zach Wilson, a lot of the conversation has become, is he the second overall pick in the NFL? Is he the number two ranked quarterback that you should be taking in your dynasty leagues? And so I think it's very important that we compare him to Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. I actually think it does make sense from a safety perspective in the NFL to be taking Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. But when I'm looking at them as fantasy prospects, I do like Fields better. I I agree. I think Fields will have the much higher ceiling because I think his ceiling is crazy elite. I think it's Deshaun Watson. This doesn't mean that Zach Wilson is incredibly far behind because I really like both prospects. But for me, and we haven't gotten to Lawrence yet, I'm just still expecting that he's the number one until I see something that pushes him down a notch. I'm expecting that my quarterback rankings will be Lawrence Fields, and then I'm happy to put Zach Wilson, Wilson third. Three. Okay. But there's another contender for these top few guys, and let's talk about him. It's Trey Lance. Trey Lance. What do you think of Trey? Trey Lance. I have two I have two comps for him. Okay. And I'd like you to choose which one is better. Sure. Okay. Sure. I can do that. Cam Newton, who's actually good at passing. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. Or larger Mariota without the insane college production. Which one do I like? Better? Let me let me explain why I'm saying these mm-hmm. as you cogitate upon that. Trey Lance has had a remarkably wild journey into becoming an NFL quarterback prospect. He's the type of guy who spent time at safety and not just went during Little League. At college, safety, getting three interceptions, a forced fumble. The man is an absolute stud at, I think, any position you could put him at. Yeah, he's a crazy athlete, for sure. And we say things like, oh, you know, Zach Wilson's a good athlete. Like, sure, he can scramble and, you know, he's got the arm... Trey Lance can do pretty much anything you want. And if it's going to be a bench press competition or a sprint or actual empirical evidence, Trey Lance is going to win that. Trey Lance is not your prototypical quarterback. Obviously, he's only had a certain amount of time at quarterback. And if you're looking at the 2020 season, North Dakota had literally one game. Mm-hmm. And it's Trey Lance played pretty badly. Yeah, it wasn't his best. It, was, it, it, it wasn't good. Like I watched a tape on that and I thought, okay, you know, he's not a first rounder. Then you go back into the stats and you watch previous seasons, well, the, the previous season, I would say, and you understand why people are so excited. Because mm-hmm. Trey Lance could be, because of his athletic skills, because he can rip a football, he can be Marcus Mariota type of player where all the hype going into the NFL with Mariota was um, one Actually, similar type of situation because Trey Lance plays a lot of shotgun, okay? He plays a lot of pistol, not a lot of eye formation. If he can get into a system where you can utilize his running, I mean, he can barrel into people at over 200 pounds. He can whip the ball. He's actually smart with his reads. No one here is smart as any of the, you know, Fields, Wilson, Lawrence. His ceiling is crazy high. But the reason I still, you know, equate him to a Marcus Mariota type is I don't fully believe in Trey Lance. I love how exciting he is as a player, but I worry that he's not going to get 
the support he needs and is not going to take the leap that he needs to make. Because I get that he's amazing at being so diverse in the positions he can play, but I also, I can see a lot of faults in that once NFL defenses know how to scheme for him, mm-hmm. he's the type of guy I can see taking his team to 6-0 and and then finishing the season roughly 10-6. and I worry that he's a guy that NFL defenses can scheme for. It's my number one concern. It was the concern um, when he was at North Dakota as well. And I love how athletic he is. I love how he could be bringing in amazing fantasy points to your team. And I think if I'm if I'm just taking a shot and I want a QB that's going to, okay, you know, I got one week to plug in a guy and I need 25 points, no chance I'm going to put Wilson over uh, Trey Lance. Long-term dynasty value, putting Wilson over Lance. You did touch on a lot of my main thoughts towards Trey Lance. And if I have to pick one of your two comps, I actually like the Cam Newton one a little bit better. I think that he has some of the concerns of Newton and he doesn't have quite the same level of insane athleticism, which is really potentially the most athletic quarterback we've ever seen in the NFL. Him, Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, these are the type of just like insanely elite athletes. And I do think that Trey Lance could potentially get there. He has that in his range of outcomes. And therefore, I do think he probably has the highest fantasy ceiling of any quarterback we've seen so far if he truly hits and he becomes a Lamar Jackson type. Sure. That's the type of season he could have. But I I also have some of the same concerns. And my favorite comp with him when I was going through his tape is a lot of what I saw with Josh Allen. And with players like this who are better runners than they are throwers. You 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 need them to level up. That's what I was going to say is Josh Allen had a historic rise in his ability as a passer this season. And you cannot project that. I actually like a lot of what I see out of Trey Lance more than I liked of what I saw in college out of Josh Allen. But you still don't expect him to hit the peak of what we saw from Josh Allen this season. Mm-hmm. Even if he completely hits as a prospect and he is a starter in the NFL, I don't expect him to have this type of elite Josh Allen season we saw in 2020. That being said, he's going to produce for fantasy. This is what we saw from Jalen Hurts only last season we said this is if Jalen Hurts finds the field he's gonna be in your fantasy lineup of course he is because he's gonna rush in touchdowns and do exactly what you need him to do we saw that out of Taysom Hill it's true honestly like this is it's the guaranteed fantasy production you would get if he gets that opportunity to start which sorry to cut you off but I don't think it's happening in the first round like even if he's drafted in the first round I don't think he's starting for an NFL team Probably I, not. He's, he's a guy that they'll say, he is our project. He's going to sit with the clipboard and the earpiece in for a year or two. I did mention the two teams, though, that I think he could start for. And it was the Patriots, because they don't have any other options. And I could actually see him starting if he gets taken by the 49ers. And that would be the perfect situation for him, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I think sure. that, that is the best case scenario, is that he goes to San Francisco, and he's being coached by Shanahan, which is the ideal match. And then mm-hmm. with that running scheme around him and the receivers he would have with Debo and Ayuk, I do think that is the best case scenario for Trey Lance. Let's talk about his stats. So Trey Lance, as you said, did only play one game, and he completed 50% of his passes, 15 completions, for 149 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. But looking back at 
His only other season where he was a true starter. He played 16 games in 2019. He had 192 completions, which was at a percentage of 66.9% mm-hmm. for 2,786 yards, 28 touchdowns. And uh, I'll get to the last statistic in a second. <laughs> Rushing in the 16 games, he rushed 169 times. That's over 10 times a game for 1,100 yards. So, it's it's just so hard to defend against a guy if he's putting Uh up numbers like that. And 14 touchdowns. So, if we add those touchdowns together, we've got 42 touchdowns, (laughs) zero interceptions, (laughs) one lost fumble in 2019. So, he had a touchdown to turnover rate of 42 to 1. Just a meteoric season. Like, I've... For North Dakota, have they ever had a better quarterback? I don't know my North Dakota history. history. (laughs) I don't know them at all. (laughs) Having knowing absolutely none of their history, that's got to be the best season by a North Dakota. I believe they they didn't lose, and yeah, I I agree. I mean, that's because you know you got a guy like Trey Lance. If Trey Lance doesn't turn over the ball, Mm. and he's playing in a league that North Dakota's in, he's going to be unstoppable. The man's a fantastic athlete. Two thousand plus yards throwing and one thousand on the ground. Like I don't want to be hating on the guy because I love what he could bring. I just I worry. There are some things mechanically that I'm not as big of a fan of in the same way that you are. And I'm actually, I've been surprised throughout this entire prospecting series we've done. I actually think we've been in agreement overall. Relatively on the same page, yeah. But here are my notes on his tape. Amazing athleticism and breaks tackles frequently. He is Mm -hmm. like a running back. Very impressive at breaking tackles and creating huge runs. He has a strong arm. He can throw the ball on a rope if needed and launch it incredibly deep. I love it when he is in the red zone because he can just throw it. He doesn't need any arc and just launch it right into his receiver's hands. It makes him such a dangerous red zone threat. He is unafraid to throw the ball deep, which isn't surprising from an athlete of his caliber. He will sometimes overthrow his deep targets. I am surprised just from that alone, he had zero interceptions. He does feel like the type of player that would throw some interceptions, and I don't expect that insane ratio to continue if he is a starter in the NFL. He's much more accurate in the short game, has good vision downfield. Both of the quarterbacks we talked about today do. Even when he's scrambling out of pressure, I really liked their ability to continue to look downfield, to not worry too much about the pressure, and especially in Trey Lance's case, he can scramble incredibly well Mm -hmm. get away and then either run it up for a huge gain which you see all the time or on occasion as well he kept his eyes downfield and he found the open man and made a huge play with his arm we are in lockstep that trey lance has incredible upside but also some serious concerns i think i might be a little higher on him than you are though i don't think it is a huge step down for fantasy from wilson to trey lance he is my number four quarterback right now but Certain situations, like I really do think if he can be in that San Francisco offense, that is such an ideal situation for him to grow, and the ceiling for him is crazy. I also would love, I don't think this is going to happen. I'd bet money it doesn't happen. Okay. Um, Jets go on the board, and they're like, we draft Trey Lance. Then... If anything, I could see them trading back. There is rumors of them trading back from two. If If they move backwards from two and then picked him, or they have that Seahawks pick from... Oh, yeah. Could. It's absolutely possible. So, yeah, that is a very interesting spot, too. I definitely agree. Do you have the same rankings of quarterbacks that I do right now with the four we've looked at, if you also include Mac Jones? I have it as Fields, Wilson, Lance, Mac Jones. 
Mac Jones scares me because he's such a wild card, but right now I do agree. Like, Mac Jones, I could see being above Trey Lance, but right now, no. Okay. I'd like to be contentious, but no, I, I agree. <laughs> okay, good to know. That is it for our rookie spotlight this week. As always, we'll ask you guys again to give us some suggestions. Next week, we'll be doing wide receivers. There's a ton of great wide receivers to go for. So Not as good as me. Oh, yeah, of course. I've seen you in flag. <laughs> so, yeah, let us know which pair of wide receivers you really want us to look into. So far, the only two we have really looked into is Rashad Bateman and Rondale Moore. So there are still <laughs> so many great wide receivers we need to look into. Before we end, though, as always, I have a Dynasty Buy of the Week for Toby. And I will be giving Toby a series of hints that will make it easier for him to guess which player, current player in the NFL, I am suggesting that he should go out and buy in Dynasty. Here is your hint number one. This player scored an average of 13.5 PPR points per game in 2020. Average of 13 is, well, it's really, really good. Pretty solid. Debo Samuel. Nope, but good guess. This wide receiver is 27 years old, and he missed four games last year. Keenan Allen. It's not Keenan Allen. Hint number three is that this wide receiver is not considered by everyone to be his team's number one wide receiver, but I believe he is. Unless, of course, they draft a wide receiver early, which is extremely possible. 27, get a good average. You think he's better than... I still feel like there's too many guys that I'm thinking of that it, like they could be. Tyler Lockett. Nope, it's not Lockett. So that is the right age. Do I get any points for that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> 10 points. <laughs> this wide receiver will have an easy upcoming schedule in 2021, largely because he's in the worst division in football. Oh, the NFC least. CD Lamb is too young. Could be Amari Cooper, but I don't know if you consider him the number one. In fact, I don't. I really don't think you do. Sterling Shepard. Yeah, it's Sterling. Yeah, I. Yeah, I should have said that. I don't know how easy the hints were, but but fair enough. Sterling Shepard, I just think is perennially undervalued, and I actually don't think that perfect time to buy him is now because I do think they're going to be drafting a wide receiver. So wait for that moment when they have a new number one in town. Golden Tate is likely gone and their three will be a new wide receiver, Sterling Shepard in the slot, and Darius Slayton out wide. So those are... I forgot about Dante Pettis now too. Ah, yeah. We'll see if he makes the (laughs) roster. So Sterling Shepard, when he was on the field this season, as I said, 13.5 fantasy points a game is very solid. And that is with only three touchdowns which is an incredibly low amount, and I expect that that will probably positively regress. So Sterling Shepard is a buy low because I think he can continue to be a target hog, especially if Golden Tate is gone and he can soak up all of those slot targets and never have to split out wide. And we know Daniel Jones is likely to use the short game a lot. I think he prefers to throw short more than he does deep. The offense can be better with Saquon Barkley. Essentially, This is a wide receiver three who can put up legitimate fantasy points and you can actually use him in fantasy. And I think you're getting him almost for free right now. Who is excited about Sterling Shepard? I don't think anyone is. Even in his offense, there will be a rookie that everyone is more excited about. Darius Slayton is largely considered the better asset over Sterling Shepard. But when you look at their points per game, when you look at their targets per game, Sterling Shepard 
dominates the other wide receivers on that team, but he is just not respected by the community for doing so. So that is why I think the second they draft a wide receiver, I'm all over Shepard being that number two receiver in the slot for the Giants. I get it because you're getting him at such a low price. Mm -hmm. And you're also like, you're admitting that like, yeah, in general, Slayton is known as the better asset just because he's younger, I guess. Totally. And I don't think he should be. Yeah, I'm a, I've been a big Slayton believer. Didn't really show up for me last year all that much. I'm Not pre- I'm really excited to see his third year. Hopefully it's going to be a third breakout year in the NFL for Slayton. He can really take over. But mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. Like Shepard, it doesn't look like he's lost a step despite him missing quite a few games in the past couple of years. If they draft a wide receiver and it's not Devonta Smith. Or... Devonta Smith's not even the best. But we'll oh, get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Yeah, I buy it. I buy it. It just also makes me think of how much I also want Darius Slayton is the only thing. But Slayton's so much more expensive. and yeah, Slayton you, has you, more upside. Like the ceiling is there with Slayton. He's younger. I get it. But if I have to put my money on right now, which of the two of them scoring more fantasy points next year? It's Shepard, but he's oh, way cheaper. Such a good bet. I, I really I feel confident about that. Okay. I like it. No, that's a good dynasty pick. Thank you all for listening, everyone. We've really appreciated all the support we've got for this series. It's been a lot of fun. I love the discussion I'm having, especially on Reddit every single week. So make sure you go look up our thread there. We're at u slash deep dive dynasty pod. Toby, thanks for joining me again this week. Thank you, sir. Have a good one, everybody. Peace.